Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, welcome back to the Gospel for Life. We are talking about the church because uh, Reformation Boise 2022 is coming up October 21st and 22nd. You can still register. Uh, go to reformationboise.com. On the program today, I am one of your co-hosts, Josh Bells from The Well Church. Around the table, as per usual, Pastor Jonathan Van Hoogen from Dayspring. Good to be here Can I just you. say Dayspring after all these years? You can say after all these years. Pastor Phil Moran from Christ Prez. Good morning. Good to be here. Good morning. And then um, guest host today, Pastor Ryan Hill from Treasure Valley Reformed Presbyterian Church. Thank you for having me. Yeah. All right. So if, if any of our listeners missed the last you know uh, series of shows, what would you want them to hear before we kind of dive into today? How wide and broad and deep is this understanding of the church? And it's uh, you know, because of its... Because of that, you know, one, it's well-defined, you know, when we talk about the church in relationship to to Christ, but it also is filled with wonderful metaphors that um, talk about the intimacy that we can have uh, with Christ because of his love for us. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would also add, uh, listener, if you are not uh, a part of a local church, repent. (laughs) <laughs> repent yeah yeah and and seek a church start uh church shopping mm-hmm. and uh go to one that is where the word of god is faithfully preached and where the sacraments are rightly administered and where there is loving uh church discipline accountability and account- accountability uh you need to be a part of a local church you are a sheep, and you need the flock. There are wolves around. Yeah. Yes. Do you have any words of wisdom? <laughs> no, <laughs> I was just adding to our brother here, <laughs> okay. like the importance of being I mean, part of the sheep. It's very hard to summarize this. You know, we, we mentioned yesterday that there were some 96 metaphors and images in the Bible yeah. for the church. Yeah. Um, yeah. There are, you know, by saying one holy Catholic apostolic church, yeah. we're, we're – that's a definition, but uh, beyond the definition uh, are all these wonderful metaphors. So it's yeah. it's very, you know, we're we're touching the surface even when we have our speakers speak yeah. uh, to the subject of the church, yeah. which gives them a wonderful latitude to bring out the richness of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I guess maybe I'll just add: apart from Christ, uh, the church is nothing. Yeah. So we, he's right. our shepherd, he's our head, and he's our groom, mm-hmm. and we need him. Amen. Well, we're going to talk today about the communion of saints, and it's multifaceted, but I'll just say this, that when Christ saved us through his precious blood, filled us with his spirit, he not only gave us peace with God, but he he did something between 
ourselves. He, he destroyed the enmity that has existed since the fall. You know, God said that there was going to be enmity between the seed of the serpent and the seed of the woman. And that enmity has been felt throughout human history. That's the, the reason why there's conflict and, and suffering in the world today. Uh, but when we were redeemed by Christ, that enmity was destroyed. Um, Ephesians 2 talks about this. Mm -hmm. So I I would say that this is one of the greatest effects of Christ's work on the cross is the communion of the saints. So, uh, brothers, what does that look like? Uh, Let me – there's there's an interesting quote by an English pastor by the name of Rico Tice. He says, a thousand religious-minded people mixed together by good administration – can no more make a church than 11 dead men sharing the same grave can make a football team. He <laughs> says, it can't happen. It's the Holy Spirit that does the work. He converts us, and he gives us a new life, and he brings us into a body and gives life to the body. This is, you know, we have, we have life together. We have union and communion with one another because we have union with uh, Jesus Christ, who is uh, our head. And that's been... That's been given to us through the Holy Spirit. We have this union and communion with Him. Mm-hmm. I mean, mankind um, has been divided since the Tower of Babel. Yeah, you know, it's uh, mm-hmm. that in, Gen- in Genesis eleven, through man's sin, God confused our languages, and mankind went its separate ways. And when you then look at the pages of Scripture, this you know, Babel, you know, you have come up Babylon, it's the same word, and then Revelation, there's Babylon the Great, and it becomes to symbolize the rebellion of the world against God, and it's in Christ that that rebellion is squashed, mm-hmm. and the effects of Babel, Babylon are reversed, and we have union in Christ. Yeah. So, so you know, you know, race no longer divides us, social status no longer divides us. The same Holy Spirit permeates every believer, so we become one in the body of Christ, and that's the grounds of our unity. We're we're one in the body of Christ. We're united by faith in the same triune God. We have the same fundamental unity. And so there's no difference that can overcome that fundamental unity that we have with one another. Yeah. Uh, Jesus said there are two, two great commandments. Love the Lord your, your God. And also he said the second is like it. Uh, love your neighbor as yourself. But then in John's gospel, he says, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another as I have loved you. Hmm. And there he's speaking specifically to his church, Mm -hmm. uh, to to his followers. A new commandment I give you, that you love one another, he's talking about uh, believers, as I have loved you. So there is a bond of love given to us by Christ that is, and it, it, it's given both as a gift and as a commandment that we are to love one another within the body of Christ. Yep. This idea of the communion fixes two things. It, it fixes our feelings of inferiority or superiority. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the idea that Paul's talking about in, in uh, Corinthians, I believe it is, 
uh, where he's saying, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body, that inferiority complex that you might have because somebody has other gifts than you. And the idea that we're part of a community that we're, um, you know, we're, we have communion with one another, that fixes inferiority, but it also fixes superiority too. I mean, you can't, you can't say, I have no need of you right either because you're in the body i love so edwards has this um sermon series called charity and its fruits based off first corinthians 13 and he talks about near the end of first corinthians 13 paul starts getting into heaven and he says you know right now we see through a glass dimly but then face to face and he talks about how even in heaven when there's, because in, inequality is still going to exist in heaven. That That's clear from the pages of scripture that some people will have great reward and some people will have lesser reward. And Edwards talks about how that inequality will not work against us to, to provoke us to jealousy and envy, but it'll actually cause us to love more. So so here's Edwards, the, this, this quote unquote superior saints he asked the question, well, what is, what is the reason for their superiority? Well, the, the, their, superior, their superiority rests in the fact that they are more holy. They have, the reward that they received is more of Christ. They're more conformed to Christ. Their, their capacity is greater for Christ. So as they look at, quote unquote, the lesser saints, they're filled with more love and affection towards them. And likewise, on the other hand, the, the inferior saints, so to speak, as they look at the, the saints that have more graces and more gifts than they do, they just see more of Christ. Um, and so they're not provoked to jealousy or envy, but they actually love them more. And I think we're all going to be surprised yep. as to who is, uh, has greater status in heaven. Yeah. We're, 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 gonna, we're definitely going to be surprised by that. Uh, but I, I would also say that the, the communion of saints isn't just uh, the saints that are here on earth. We have a bond with the saints that are in heaven. Amen. Mm-hmm. And we, we're, we're not to pray to them. Uh, we can go, well, we can go directly to the boss. Um, right. We don't need to uh, pray to saints that are in heaven. But we have a spiritual bond with them, and their worship is a part of our their worship before the throne. We participate in when we gather for worship on the Lord's day. Yep, yep. In in the in the book of First John, Paul or John says in First John four, he says we love. So we love each other. So you quoted uh, J- John 13 or, or Jonathan did earlier about a new commandment I give you that you love mm-hmm. one another. So why do we love one another? First uh, John uh, 4 and 18, we love because he first loved us. It's not necessarily saying, here, here's my example of love and now you love. Uh, Christ's love for us is effectual. Uh, meaning it actually produces an effect. Mm-hmm. If, if the Spirit of God is living in us through regeneration because of the new birth, then we are united with one Spirit to Christ, and so is every other believer. And so the Spirit of God within me, within you, it actually causes us effectually to love one another. Whereas before, um, even mm. belonging to the world, Titus says that uh, before you were disobedient, you were uh, led astray by various passions, and you were hated, and you hated one another. But now, 
we actually have the spirit of God within us and we love each other. And that doesn't mean that we don't have problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, that doesn't mean that we don't sin against Every each household other. household does. Right. Yeah. Uh, but it means now there is a baseline of affection and care and forgiveness towards one another. Whereas before it was not there at all. Well, you know, it's interesting in Romans chapter 12, and I, I was reflecting on this last week uh, with our church, Paul talks uh, in Romans 12, 9, let me just turn there, but there's there's several different words that are used for love. Um, there's, you know, we know in Greek there's agape, love, which is an attitude that prompts an action, and he encourages that we have this attitude toward one another. There is this Philadelphia, there is a phileo love, you know, which we get the word Philadelphia from uh, this brotherly affection that we have for one another, this friendship affection, and that kind of rises out of the fact that we, you know, you know, we're together with somebody in a room, and we, you know, what you too, you know, you mm-hmm. you 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 have an identity there, mm-hmm. and so there's a there's something that pulling that response from you. But then there's another kind of love, and it's uh, Greek love is storge, which is the uh, natural affection. And we're told to have this natural affection just simply because yeah. we're part of this same body, mm-hmm. the same communion. Mm-hmm. We have this, it's, it's, it's something that comes over people naturally. It's the kind of natural affection that a mother has for a child or a child has for the mother. It's just, you know, it's, it's created. It's what happens when my... My sons went off to the military, and they were part of a band of brothers. I mean, mm-hmm. people they didn't even have anything in common with, you know, from all parts of the United yeah. States. You know, you have this natural affection that doesn't go away. And that's what we have when we're, we're in this community of Christ. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, you have been listening to the Gospel for Life. Don't forget about our upcoming Reformation Boise Conference, O Church Arise. Great speakers, Dr. Joel Beakey, Dr. Derek Thomas. You can still register for free at ReformationBoise.com. You don't want to miss it. It's probably going to be one of our biggest conferences. Maybe our best one, (laughs) but you'll definitely want to come. Go to ReformationBoise.com today. We'll see you next time.